Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated General Grabber ATX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Kevin Hart. In this basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back all my game tickets. Plus, tickets for 23 of my biggest fans to cheer me on while I enjoy the game. Find your seat. I appreciate the support, people. Eat that pretzel. This will never get old. Use more napkins. Okay, this is starting to get old. Say the tagline. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. During the summertime when the weather gets hot, I can only imagine how much time you plan to spend outside with friends and family or on your couch with that AC blasting. AT&T 5G and home internet keeps you connected, whether you're at home or on the go, so you can stay connected to your loved ones and to your favorite things. Whether you're sharing pics from the best rooftops, video calling your friends from an outdoor concert, or streaming your favorite show, episode after episode after episode. So connect at home or on the move with AT&T 5G and home internet and create memories and more all summer long. AT&T 5G requires compatible plan and device. Coverage not available everywhere. Learn more at att.com slash 5G for you. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Wednesday, December 15th. And Steph Curry did it, baby. Steph Curry. I I thought maybe on this pod today I would just tell Steph Curry stories. Because you guys know I'm fanboy number one of Steph Curry. Got my kids Steph Curry jerseys when they were young. I think they might have grown out of them by now. But that just means I got to get new ones. Uh, We went to a Steph Curry Sixers game back when we lived in Pennsylvania, and I'm just a, a big Steph Curry fanboy, so shout out to the chef for setting the NBA record. I will just say, little overblown. NBA hyping the hell out of this thing, like it was uh, uh, the biggest news of the season, and I, I mean, listen, it's a record. Whatever records are meant to be broken, I, I you know, it's a record. Steph Curry is the best shooter in NBA history. Like, what do you really say about this? Congratulations. Under Armour put out a really cool 30-minute spot 
that's pretty awesome. And uh, my son happens to play for a club basketball team that's sponsored by Under Armour. So it's kind of cool that, you know, Curry is in the family, so to speak. Um, Before I mention our guest, I will just tell the Steph Curry story, how I became such a big fan. Obviously, everybody loved him at Davidson. And I start, you know, uh, I run the big lead back in the day. And I decide, I think like 2010, 2009, that I'm going to do a podcast. And I was like, I got to have a splashy first guest. Because podcasts were not big a decade ago. Okay, they just weren't. And I knew a guy, uh, his name is Bill. He had been in TV in the Charlotte area when Steph Curry was at Davidson. Got to know him a little bit. Got to know Steph Curry's like circle. And he didn't have a huge circle at Davidson. Yeah, he was a budding star, but it's Davidson. It's the baby face assassin. And this guy, Bill, uh, I got to know him on social media. He liked the big lead, whatever. And I was just raving about Curry when he started out with the Warriors, but he kept getting hurt. And, you know, I struck up a friendship with Bill. And eventually I tell him, hey, I'm having a podcast. Like, uh, do, do you think I could get Curry as a guest? He's like, yeah, I, I, can, I think I can make that happen. Again, Curry early years. Remember, he was like second banana to Monte Ellis, and he had the ankle injuries. And if you guys remember, after his his rookie deal was nearly done, and he was not going to get the full big money deal that you get after your rookie deal when you're uh, uh, a top 10 pick because he had the ankle injuries, and there was uncertainty whether could this guy's frail body hold up. And so right before he signed his deal, I, I get him on the podcast. And I have it saved somewhere on one of my com- old computers. And it's just pretty crazy that, like, Steph Curry was willing to get on the phone with me, uh, a guy who ran a blog, for, like, 20 minutes and chop up the NBA and his situation and the injuries and the contracts and Golden State and all that stuff. It was, like, just crazy. And I was like, that's pretty cool, this guy. I mean, uh, it was just awesome. And, of course, fast forward... 20, I guess right before COVID, 2019. Yeah, Curry had gotten hurt that season right after the the Warrior the Warriors Raptors finals, which I don't even like to say when the Raptors won the title because we all know. <laughs> Come on, if Durant and Clay are healthy, they're not winning the title. Um, Toronto fans hate me for saying that, but it's true. Curry gets the hand surgery out down here in LA, and he comes to see his hand guy. You know, and he's doing some rehab, and he ends up going to this gym that is the old Clippers facility, which is right near where I live, and that's a gym I go to. So I'll never forget, we're having the my son's third grade draft. You know, they have a draft of the kids, and I start getting texts from friends, dude, Steph Curry's at our gym right now. I'm like, what? Oh, that stinks. I'm not there. The, you know. But we had a, a standing game every, I think the draft was like a Wednesday. Every Thursday morning, we had a standing game. So the next morning, I go into the gym. We're playing pickup. And I, you know, I play like three or four games, whatever. And I just, I'm like, I got to go, guys. I walk out the doors of the basketball courts, turn right, and I look up, and there's this pretty tall guy in front of me. I'm like, that guy looks like an NBA player. And within like three seconds, I was like, oh, shit, that's Steph Curry. He's like right in front of me. So I'm, I'm not going to lie. This, I, I got here with brutal honesty, guys, so I'll be honest. Steph Curry standing in front of me. He's got these two guys to the side. They're walking slow. And you can see the gravity of all the people like working out are looking like, oh, it's like moms and dads and old people. Everybody knows Steph Curry at this time, 2019, okay? And I start to get a little bit nervous. Like, oh, what's what's my what do I open with? What do I lead with? And I say, you know what? I'm just going to bring up 
the guy who introduced us and how I was on the pod. So I wait. And of course, as I'm about ready to go in, some mom steps in. is like, oh, can I get his picture for my son? And Curry's like, sure, no problem. So I kind of am hanging back. I'm like, geez, he's, all these people are just going to keep coming up. I'm going to have no shot. So I just jump in. Hey, Steph, you probably don't remember me. That was what I opened with. You know, and then he turns and then I explain and he's like, oh, yeah. And of course, these what these guys say. You know, they all are like, oh, yeah, I know. I know who you are. And I, of course, I kind of drop a little flex. Like, oh, yeah, I'm on FS1. You know, the shows talk about NBA and uh, with Cowherd and Skip Bayless and all these guys, even though I haven't technically been on a set with Skip Bayless. Uh, you know, he's a big face at the network. At any rate. Curry's super friendly. We talk. I mentioned, hey, you guys could get Giannis. He, he, uh, he's like, yeah, you know, Giannis could be a free agent. This was 2019. And we get a photo. Um, it was just, it was pretty cool, man. Uh, he's just a super nice guy. You got to really respect the work that the guys put in. Undersized. He's an under-the-rim player. He really made the three-pointer what it is now. I know a lot of guys have shot threes. I get it. Um, nobody was shooting 30-foot threes with the regularity and the accuracy that Curry was. And... Just to see him succeed like this is awesome. I think he's uh, pretty much, what are we, a uh, third of the way through the season, a little more. He's definitely the leader for MVP this year. There's not. I don't even think there's a close second. Jokic has been good. Giannis has been good. Durant's on fire right now. It, there's nobody close second to Curry. And they're running away with the uh, West. I mean, yes, other injuries happen. Somebody could make a run. You know, Lakers peel off 20 in a row. LeBron, sentimental. He's 37. All that stuff. But Curry wins the MVP. And if he's able to get another title, he's now would have four titles. He would have three MVP awards. And I know, listen, I was the first guy in 2017 to say, Curry's the second best point guard in NBA history. And all these people came after me. No, Jake, come on. Jason Kidd, Isaiah Thomas, Oscar Robertson, all these. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Steve Nash is really good. Nope. Curry's definitely number two. And I'm just telling you, there is an outside chance. Warriors play their cards right. Curry doing this at his age, like, why does he have to go anywhere? Why can't he stay at or near the top of the league? I know that the Denver Nuggets are down and Jamal Murray's going to get healthy and um, Clippers are going to get Kawhi back, and Jason, you're being premature. Fine. I'm just saying at this juncture, it's not out of the realm that Curry ends up as like a top 10 player of all time. That is not a crazy thought, right? We uh, Most of us would put Durant on the doorstep of top 10, if not already top 10. I, Curry's certainly top 20, and I think his ceiling, I think he can get in the top 10. Yeah, he's got to, again, he's got to, he needs a couple more MVP awards, um, Needs at least one more title, but Curry's on the path, and it's easy to root for the guy. I don't know anybody who doesn't like Curry outside of, like, Chris Paul. Um, even LeBron seems to have come around, and I remember LeBron was not thrilled. And again, LeBron will deny this all he wants, but it was this is definitely true. LeBron wasn't thrilled that Steph Curry grabbed Kevin Durant and the year after LeBron won the title in Cleveland, and they took over the NBA. When, when it was LeBron's, uh, LeBron went back to Cleveland, the story, Cleveland, all that stuff, taking down the 73-win Warriors, and they get Durant, and it's like, jeez, is LeBron going to win another title? So then LeBron now doesn't care because he goes to the Lakers and wins the title. Um, but it's just, I, I just, I'm a big NBA guy, as you can tell. But we have a great guest on the pod today, and I've known him for about 20 years. His name is Brian Costello, covers the Jets. Jets, J-E-T-S, for the New York Post. Good guy, good reporter, 
I'm just going to say this. Even if you don't care about the Jets or the Bills or the Patriots because we talk AFC East, stick until the end because we talk about journalism. And I, I, I make it clear I'm not thrilled with a lot of the beat writers' coverage of the Jets because it skews negative because that's what clicks and that's what retweets. And that kind of sucks in this era. It's like you, you got to skew negative to, to get the stories out there. And he largely agreed that that does happen. He tries to avoid it. And he's usually above the fray. He's not as bad as some others who I will not name here yet. If it keeps up, I, I, I may. Um, if you look closely on social media, I have gone kind of sort of after these people at times. Not hard. Because, I, I mean, I know them, not on like a text message basis or like friendships or anything, but I, I know them, their work. Um, it's just easy to get negative with the Jets. Um, so we talk about that. Uh, listen, I'm not going to go too deep in the COVID stuff. It is, nobody wants to hear um, crappy news that 100 NBA and NFL players in the last two days are in COVID protocols. Like nobody wants to hear that crap. You know, it's frustrating. It's annoying. You know, a lot of these guys had the vax. A lot of these guys had the booster and they're asymptomatic. And I just wonder, 16 months into this, do we need to maybe change the rules on how long you need to be out? If you're asymptomatic, you got the vax and you're boosted. Why would you have to miss a game like four days from now? Can we at least ask the epidemiologists and the infectious disease experts what they think? I mean, things have changed. If you've done your part, Getting the vax and the booster. I don't see why you shouldn't be able to play. I, I, I yeah, I'm not going to tell this story, but I, I got to run that one by the wife before I put it out there. Um, if you're vaccinated and boosted and you're doing your part, you should be okay to play, right? I mean, I, I, I and if if I'm wrong, fine. Show me the uh, the infectious disease experts, not these Yahoo idiots on social media who have doctor in their title. So they're just putting shit out there. I don't care about their stats. Some guys on Instagram send me a bunch of junk. And then you scroll down and you're like, huh, what is this website? Oh, this is some random guy operating a website. Well, who's this guy? Who the hell is he? And, and like anybody can do that. That's fine. I'm a traditionalist. I want to go to the experts. I want to know what the people who have been studying infectious diseases and epidemiology for decades. I want to know what they think about this. And again, this is a new uh, Omicron. That's all, this is all new. So I don't even know that they know. And everybody wants to err on the side of safety, but geez, are you going to kind of ruin the NFL season? NBA, they canceled the game last night. Bulls game got canceled. Bulls Pistons. I mean, who know, who the hell knows what games are getting canceled tonight? I don't know. It's frustrating, but it's 2021, which is nearly over. All right, without further ado, let's get to uh, my guest, Brian Costello of the New York Post. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Kevin Hart here. This basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back on everything, even the sound system that auto-tunes the game. Curry from way downtown. Defense. Will the owner of a red sedan please visit guest services? Bet you've never heard cash back and sound like that. 
Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like, literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad-spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50. And it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy I've known for, goodness gracious, I mean, I think it's about 25 years maybe, Brian Costello, New York Post. Uh, are we dating ourselves now? Do Are we showing our age, Brian? Goodness gracious, I didn't realize it. 25, it was, but yeah, close, 20. Maybe, maybe not 25, maybe like 20. 23, yeah, so, 23, because yeah, I, uh, I was, I graduated college in 98, and so that's when I went to Virginia. Yeah, so I was at James Madison, and Brian was covering JMU for the local paper, and then I had, like, an internship. And I'll never forget, like, kind of going at it with Brian over the quarterback situation. Uh, the quarterback who ended up being an offensive coordinator for a minute in the NFL, right, Filippo? Yeah, yeah. He's still he's the quarterback coach of the Bears now. Ah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Have you talked to him lately or no? 
Not lately, but you yeah, know, it, I, 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 I once in a while. He, it felt like he was like on the rise there for a minute, and then it kind of fell apart uh, with some of the teams he was on. But yeah, I've known Brian. Listen, uh, and Brian, you don't have to poo-poo this at all, but Brian was one of those like dogged reporters, the guys who were real reporters. I'm sorry, folks, but right now in the NFL um, and NBA, a lot of it's just handouts, Brian. You know that. It's like, hey, you can report this. Here you go. But back in the day, you had to do the legwork, right, Brian? And and that's how I know you, and I know he's a, a great reporter. He's covering the Jets, though, which is, makes it life a little tough. Yeah, well, especially in these times, Jason, it's even tougher with COVID. You know, with no locker room has been brutal to just kind of have the feel of the team and, and that kind of stuff. You know, it's like you're not having those, you know, your little conversations off to the side. You can't have those anymore. Um, and I don't know if we'll ever get them back. So that, that's wait, 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 you haven't been in the locker room once. No, the locker room has been closed uh, for two years now. Oh, geez. So this year where this year we have in-person interviews, but it's press conference style. So they bring mm. it at the podium, you know, but there's no sidling up to a guy's locker and just kind of finding out what's going on for real right now. And <sighs> it's tough with a team like the jets because um, players come and go pretty quickly. So, <laughs> as you know, it's not like a team like the Chiefs where if I covered the Chiefs, there's probably some guys in that locker room that I got to know in 2016, 17, 18, 19 yeah. that I could have a strong relationship with. With the Jets, there's hardly anyone left from 2019. <laughs> I mean, wow. I, I didn't realize it was that bleak. Now, Brian's covered the team for about a decade, but he he was covering, I guess, the Yankees when, when Mark Sanchez and Rex Ryan were going to AFC title games back-to-back, which feels still like yesterday. I can remember the playoff losses, but it was about a decade ago, right? It's 11, 11 years ago. Now the drought is 11 years. They just, they got officially eliminated on Sunday, uh, which is always, you know, uh, a marker. You know, you always know by a, by Halloween, the Jets are not going to the playoffs, but <laughs> you have to wait till that December loss to say, oh, they're officially eliminated. Oh, gosh. So the negativity begins. All right. So first of all, I'm not, I, listen, the Jets are my team. I love them. I, you know, wear Jets gear and stuff. Um, but I'm not going to just talk about the Jets. He covers the NF, uh, the AFC East, obviously, he sees the Patriots bills. We'll get into that. But I, I need to just get some Jets crap off my chest, Brian. Um, first of all, um, I need you, and we're not done the season, Robert Salah. What is your grade for him as we head into week 15 in the NFL? The Jets uh, have had a couple of okay wins, but by and large, it has been a massive shit show, and a lot of Jets fans are already angry. They want a new coach. They want a new quarterback. I'm curious where you're grading uh, the new guy. I'd probably give Salah a C-plus, probably. Like, the players stink, Jason. This is what (laughs) fans drive me crazy. Because every coach who comes in here, ah, this guy's terrible. They don't have any players. The last, like, you know, Todd Bowles, look what Todd Bowles did when he got some players in Tampa Bay. He's all of a sudden he's a good coach again. If you you put Adam Gase with a, with the Rams offense, he looked like a good coach. Like that, that's how it works. (laughs) I don't know about that's a stretch. Adam Gase. He was the coordinator for the number one scoring offense in the history of the NFL. And you're going to say, well, you have Peyton Manning. Exactly. You have Peyton Manning. That's what makes coaches look good. So, like this idea that like it's all coaching drives me batty, but like I think, I think the coach, the the, the players have been the roster is terrible. So start there. He he was handed a tough roster, and it's the beginning of a rebuild. I think his messaging has been good. I think he has a vision for the team, which the last few guys have not really been able to express like what they wanted. Rex Ryan's the last guy I remember who was kind of like, this is what I want this team to look like. Salah's kind of been like that. Where I'll knock him down, Jason is. 
the defense, uh, which is supposed to be his calling card. And they granted, like I just said, they do not have a lot of good players. But that, that stretch of 54, 31, 45, 45, like there's no excuse for that. Like that's just that's just brutal. Like he could not stop the bleeding during that time. Um, so I, I've been I mark him down with how the defense has performed uh, because I don't expect them to be the, the 2000 Ravens, but they got to be a little bit better than what they've been. I, I like how you said well, they're starting a rebuild. Brian, uh, didn't that happen like three years ago when they got Sam Darnold? Like <laughs> I mean, every three years, yeah. I mean, like I, since I've been covering the team, they started rebuilding in 2013 with Idzik, right? They tore everything down. Oh, Idzik, I forgot about that guy. And they did in 2015. They did the quick fix rebuild of like let's get Revis and Brandon Marshall and you know was that uh, Fitzpatrick too? Yeah, they traded with Fitz. Fitz wasn't Fitz was an accident when. Gino broke his jaw. Fitz got to play. Like that wasn't their plan to play. Oh well, football. let's say let's remind people. Gino got his jaw broken by a teammate at practice, right? right. A linebacker, right? Okay. That, so that so that was another rebuild. So then and then they kept that going for another year. Then they tore it down in seventeen completely. Draft Sam in eighteen. That was another rebuild. Two thousand nineteen. They spend some money on Le'Veon Bell and C.J. Mosley. Then now you know it's another rebuild again with Salah coming in. Um, and Joe Douglas. So it's, yeah, it, it's, it's been, a, it's like Jason, I liken it to, I'm sure there's somewhere out where you live where there's a road that there's been construction on, <laughs> like just always construction. You're like, what? And like, why is this road always like one lane? And like, when is this construction ever going to be done? That's, <sighs> that's the, that's the um, well, at least they have Quentin Williams, right? I mean, he's playing well. Quentin Williams is playing well. Now he hurt his shoulder Sunday. So I'm curious oh, how, how effective he'll be down the stretch, but yeah, no, he's they've got some good they've got a few good players to build around. Quinn Franklin Myers. Franklin Myers is okay. I'm not sure I put him in the same category as Quinn. He's no, okay. no, but he's having a good season. Um Elijah, Elijah Moore, you know, he showed a lot of promise, but now he's hurt. Um but yeah. he's a lot of promise. Michael Carter, the running back, I think he's a keeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Tucker, the guard, has played well. So they they do have some young players. They just uh, they just really need to add to this you know mix this offseason. I'm curious how how long should Jets fans expect this rebuild to take? Like, if the question <laughs> is they don't have any good players, should the guy who has been overseeing the rebuild since Idzik left should he be the one drafting for not, Seattle? Not since Idzik left. He's only McCagden was in there. You forget. Oh, me. I forgot about McCagden. My gosh. Uh, Douglas Jeez. Douglas is it's kind of Douglas has a weird timeline because he was hired in June of 2019. So I remember there was the coup to fire McCagnin and they brought Douglas in in June of 2019. So that, that year was basically not his team. Um, and then, you know, he had the, he's had two drafts, two free agent classes, his 2020 draft. It does not look good. Bryce Hall's pretty good. The cornerback, that's about it. Becton's a question mark. Um, the rest of it has been a disaster. This year's draft looks pretty good, but it's all going to be defined by the quarterback and how he does. Yeah, I don't think you can fire Joe Douglas right now or anything like that. I think you need to give him this offseason. He's done a good job of getting draft capital for players that he had to trade. Like Jamal Adams, that trade looks really good. Right? Oh, yeah. Your two first-round picks for, for a safety. Uh, they, you know, so the, and the Seahawks have not been good this year, so the Jets potentially have two top 10 picks in the draft. And then Getting a second round pick for Sam Darnold, at the time, I had Jets fans. Oh, that's all they could get, and I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. Like, <laughs> if you put Sam Darnold that's on the market, steal. if you put Sam Darnold on the market this January, you're not getting a second round pick for him. I'll tell you that. So, yeah. uh, I, you know, I, he's he's got a lot of good draft. His four draft picks in the first two rounds this year. 
He's got about $50 million in cap space, uh, which could go more if they, they make some moves, you know, mm-hmm. some cuts and stuff. So he, he has the resources there that they should be better next year. And I think what you have to expect next year is can they be one of these teams when you look at right now that's six and seven and like has is in the playoff hunt, you know, but they're mm-hmm. like, you know, you don't really expect them to go anywhere like a Broncos, something like that. And then 2023, like, okay, now it should be for real. Now, yeah. now it should be a real contender in the AFC East. And that, I think that's a fair timeline to expect. Um, okay. So the, first of all, I need to go back to Makai Becton. Um, I don't want to be the guy starting stuff, but there's some chatter around Becton and why isn't he back? Uh, chronically overweight. Is the guy working? Is he lazy? I don't know, Brian. What are you hearing on Becton? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think those are valid questions. Um, he's been, I, we've seen him on a side field working with trainers for a while now. And I think he's just, he's a large man with a knee injury. That's it's tough to come back from that. Oh, God. My question is like, should they just shut him down at this point? Oh, what do you, what are you bringing him back for right now? Cause let's do the math, right? It's they have four games left. I don't think he's coming back this week. Maybe tomorrow they'll say, Oh, he's practicing. Like he has to come back to practice first. He has not practiced. Not practice in September. So it's going to take him at least two weeks of practice before he can play in a game. Cause he's going to have to get into football conditioning again. You can't just, you can't just walk in and play football if you haven't done it for three months, especially a left tackle <laughs> and especially at 370 pounds. So now you have two games left. Are you bringing him back for two games or one game? I, I, I would just kick it to next year. And also not for nothing. George Fant has played pretty well at left tackle for them. Like he's been pretty good. The, the guy who's replaced Beckton. Yeah. I, I would, I might keep him a left tackle and put Beckton at right tackle when if he comes back and or do something like that. So I, I think, um, you know, I, I, if I'm the Jets, I'm thinking about shutting Makai down. Oh, I mean, you know, there are concerns that he may eat his way out of the league. We've seen this with guys slow to come back. He, large humans, as you said. Uh, all right. Beyond Beckton. The yeah. Denzel Mims situation is <laughs> embarrassing. I know with Moore and Corey Davis out, Denzel Mims should be able to get something done. But, Brian, it still sticks in my friggin' craw that the Jets had an opportunity to take Claypool. And they said, no, no, we're going to get more draft capital. We're going to trade back, get Mims, and uh, and then we're going to get more picks. And, and Mims has done absolutely nothing. I'm looking at his stats here. In his career, he has 31 catches, zero touchdowns. Yeah. And... I don't. I mean, is he even going to be on the team next year? Be honest. No, he won't be on the team next year. Uh, This this is just, and I don't. I don't. I'm not ready to say Mims is never going to be in the NFL. He's just the coaching staff just does not like him, and they have not. They have not meshed. But why? Why do they not like him? Is it the work ethic? Yeah, I think it's work ethic. I think it's knowing your assignments. Um, And I think, but I think it's also been. I think they've kind of mismanaged him a little bit. He had food poisoning in the spring didn't practice and their like kind of response to that was to not give him reps in the beginning of training camp because they're like oh he's behind now their, their thing was like oh keelan cole had a great spring so keelan cole is now ahead of him so mims was basically with the second team and a lot of times the third team for like all of training camp uh he ended up getting hurt at the end but from the beginning of training camp he never worked with Zach Wilson. Like I, like it was. You could count on one hand how many. Well, reps uh, but Brian, stuff. you got to earn that. Just because you were a second round pick, you don't automatically get to work with the ones and dues. Like, uh, what has Denzel Mims done? He lost that. I think he showed potential last year, Jason. There was potential there. Ugh, he looked. Right. Let's go this way. If they had like, you know, Elijah Moore was ahead of him. That made sense. Corey Davis was ahead of him. I'm not sure Keelan Cole deserved to be ahead of him. 
Okay, that's fair. Braxton Barrios, like it was. Okay, so, Braxton Barrios. But those are those are guys who are veterans who are going to work their ass off, know the routes, know the assignments, know the blocks, right? But sometimes you got to give this kid, like, just give him a little bit, like, give him some reps to encourage him. I think he got discouraged. I think I think his thing was kind of like, screw this, they don't like me. I think that hurt his work ethic more. I think he went kind of into a shell, um, and they've just kind of toyed with him all season. Like it was like, Oh, he was inactive. Then they were going to, they were, they were going to, you know, play him. And he doesn't, he gets no targets, which I don't know if it's the coaches or Zach doesn't trust them because Zach doesn't play. So it's just a bad situation. So I think, I think they'll probably try to trade him in the off season, Jason. I'm not sure what you can get for him. Um, you know, but I think they'll try. You know who this reminds me of, Brian? Um, there was a guy that the Jets drafted in 2012 named Steve Stephen Hill. Hill. Yeah. yeah. You remember that? Yeah, I think Mims is more talented than Stephen Hill. Uh, Stephen Hill had like when came from Georgia Tech, where they ran the triple option. He had like he had like thirty catches in his college career. That they like, thought he was going to be Demarius Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and he wasn't. So, yeah, <laughs> but I think Mims, Mims has some talent. I just think he just needs to be in the right system to bring it out, the right coaches to bring it out, and this just doesn't feel like a good mix right now with him. Okay, now that I've uh, you know we've, we've got some chatter in, I, I'm ready to talk about Zach Wilson. Uh, I looked at the Pro Football Focus rankings of quarterbacks. He is 51st in the NFL. Um, that's almost the worst among quarterbacks with more than five starts. Taysom Hill is, is worse. Um, but – to defend Zach Wilson, he has he had to face Belichick twice early, had to face Vic Fangio, uh, had to face a, what was a good Carolina defense early in the season, and his offensive line was a, a mess. Uh, Becton goes down. Um, he had to go play in London. We know rookies in London have stunk, and he stunk against a bad Atlanta team. And now I've defended Zach Wilson for 25 seconds. Um, what's your grade on Wilson here heading into the home stretch? You gave him a lot of excuses there. I did. I, he's been terrible. I mean, uh. He's been terrible. Now, I'm not saying your reasons aren't valid. Like, there are reasons. He's a rookie, but he's not been good. Um, and, you know, you think back to Sam Darnold when he was a rookie. There was games where you're like, okay, I see it. You know, it didn't develop. But, like, he, he had a really good game against Aaron Rodgers. He let a comeback win in Buffalo. Like, what's Zach Wilson's signature moment as a rookie right now? The pass to Corey Davis against I think the- it was, yeah which that was a nice pass, but like he didn't win that game for them. Right. Like it wasn't like he was great. And he, that's probably his best game, but he hasn't had a game where it's just like, okay, he put the team on his back. You, you feel like you're like, okay, I see it. This is the guy. And he has four more chances to do it. Um, you know, Jason, he's got to complete the short okay. passes. Like easy passes are, right. that to me is the most troubling thing is like, why is he bouncing a bubble screen pass? He's got a little, would you agree? He has a little Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes in every pass is like a bullet. He's just chucking it super hard. Would you agree with that? Yes, it seems to work out better for those two, though. Yes, it just so happens to. Um, let me, though, add, you know, you know, Darnold had, a, a, like you said, an offensive mastermind, allegedly, in Gaze, who worked with Peyton Manning. Um, Zach Wilson's working with Mike LaFleur, who was a passing game coordinator. Had, had he ever called plays before? I don't think so. Not in the NFL, no. Okay, so you, you just add all this stuff up, and it's like, what did we really expect? A 21-year-old who basically had one year at BYU, I think the big year he had, he went into it like not even a lock to win the starting job because yes. of injuries. And, 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 and like, I mean, he's 21. I, I don't know. Am I making excuses? You are, 22. But I, look, I think, I think this, like, no one's to say, oh, he's a bust. Like, they, we're not saying that. He's played nine games. Like, he, you need more time. 
to, to judge him. You just see some signs that he is the guy. You drafted number two overall, that he can be your franchise quarterback going forward. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Hey, it's Kevin Hart. In this basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back all my game tickets. Plus, tickets for 23 of my biggest fans to cheer me on while I enjoy the game. Find your seat. I appreciate the support, people. Eat that pretzel. This will never get old. Okay, this is starting to get old. Say the tagline. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. So you're looking for signs. Uh, let's see who the Jets end with. Oh, they're going to Miami this week. Miami's defense is playing much better. Miami's in the playoff hunt. Jacksonville, 
you know, it's going to be Trevor Lawrence versus Zach Wilson. We're going to hear about it all week unless Urban Meyer gets fired, and then we're not. And they close with Tampa, which is going to be gunning for the number one seed, and they're going to be playing, and they're going to destroy Zach Wilson. By the way, their defensive coordinator might be interested in humiliating the Jets that day. Yes, just might be. And then they close out with Buffalo, which is probably going to be fighting for its playoff life. It's in Buffalo. It's January 9th, so it'll be like negative seven degrees. I mean, the idea that Zach Wilson is going to finish one of these games strong, I think highly unlikely. Now I know what you're going to tell me. Well, Darnold had that one good game against Buffalo late. You remember that one? Yeah, the comeback, yeah. yeah. And he had a good game. Maybe Zach Wilson has a nice throw. Yeah, but a game too. He had an overtime game against Green Bay. He played well. But Jason, Mike White played well against the Bengals, right? Like, it can happen. You know, like, it can yeah. happen. Uh, I mean, I, I I feel much more better if Elijah Moore or Corey Davis were playing. They're both done, right? Corey Davis is done. They think Elijah Moore might be back for those last two games. But again, that's... Uh, all right, so, Brian, the eternal question. Let's say the Jets end up with picks three and nine. Seattle's schedule is a bit easy. They do not. I, I'm under 1,000% confidence they should not entertain a quarterback at any point in oh, round no, one yeah, or two no or three. No quarterback. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. And there's not even... So... I don't, there's not, like... It might be tempting if there was one that was, like, really, really good in this draft, but it doesn't even feel like this draft has a great quarterback in it. I mean, you you do that. You're starting to become the Browns, just recycling. And by the way, uh, how did it work out with Baker Mayfield? Like, I don't even, we don't even know what his future is. These quarterbacks are tough, man. But at any rate, I, I want to look elsewhere in the division. At the end of last season, almost everybody universally said, the Patriots are done, ding dong, Belichick's done. Ah, oh, this is awesome. Josh Allen and the Bills are going to reign supreme in the AFC East forever. And... Brian Dable didn't even go anywhere, and the Bills have regressed significantly, and the Patriots, shit, they're the best team in the AFC East again. How, how does this happen? <laughs> wow, the coach is How? The coach is pretty good, and you know what? He had a good offseason. He hasn't had one of those in a while, Jason. Like they, If you look at their drafts, and mainly their drafts, they didn't go nuts in free agency in other years. He hasn't hit on a lot, but this year, he got the, it looks like he got the quarterback right. You know, They, add, they spend some money. Uh, in free agency, Judon looks like a really good signing. Uh, he's been good for them. And that they got some guys back who opted out last year out of COVID. And the defense is just phenomenal. Um, and yeah, it's it's unbelievable that they're already back atop the division. I, you know, I thought they could be a wild card team this year. I never thought they'd be mm. like this. So Belichick went out, spent like a drunken sailor in yeah. free agency. People mocked him openly. Like, oh, well, this guy's so desperate because Brady won the Super Bowl. He's just so desperate. And, I mean, listen, uh, John U. Smith hasn't been great, but Hunter Henry's been good. Yeah. Um, Aguilar's been okay, but it doesn't matter because the wide receiver room like has human beings now. Um, Judon's, been, it, Judon's been really good. Judon has been great. And, listen, of course, the Jets go out and spend on Carl Lawson. And what happens? Uh, preseason injury done for the year, right? Like, I, he was having a great— Training camp before that, so training camp. Okay, should the Jets go out and and you know they got fifty million? You got the GM. Do you go out and be like, listen, uh, GM's looking to keep his job. Do they go and spend heavily? I think you have to be careful, you know, because it doesn't. It, yes, you're, we're looking at Belichick at work. It doesn't work a lot, right? Look at the Giants right now. They spent <laughs> it didn't work. So I, but I do think you know with the state of the Jets roster, they need they need like two big money free agency signings, um, you know, and pick your positions. Uh, there, there's holes all over the roster. But you know, I do think they need to go out and find two guys. They just have to be careful uh, who they spend their money on because we've seen it with the Jets plenty of times, right? Tremaine Johnson, 
was that was a disaster. Oh uh, gosh, Le'Veon was a disaster of a signing. Uh, you know, it's it doesn't always work. So so, and that's one of the problems, Brian. Do you? There's probably a lot of free agents out there who are like, oh, the Jets are going to overpay me because they're desperate and nobody wants to go there. Hell yeah, I'll take that money. And then they just don't care. I mean, uh, yeah. the Jets. I'm looking at their free agents. Marcus May is a free agent. What's what's the deal with that guy? Marcus May has torn Achilles, you know, right now. He tore it in the beginning of November, so I don't even know if he's going to be able to play, you know, early next year. It felt like they were heading for a divorce before the injury, Jason. Yes. You remember he got the DUI, and he didn't tell the team about it. It came out. Uh, He wanted a lot of money, too. He wanted to be paid, and they didn't pay him in the offseason. So it felt like that they were heading for a divorce anyway this year, and so I think that'll happen. The only question to me is, like, is he a guy who doesn't get signed in free agency because of the injury? And do the Jets say, all right, we'll give you a one-year deal cheap. Prove it. Yeah. yeah, so you can get healthy. We'll get you healthy and, and you know, play for us for the second half of the season. Um, Jamison Crowder has been good, but you have Elijah Moore. Do, yeah. you, do you really need Crowder? I think Crowder's gone. I think he'll be gone in the offseason, you know, and that could it, way for more. Jared Davis was a guy they signed. Uh, he was a former first-round pick out of Detroit, I believe, and he started injured. And really, has he done anything? No, he actually got benched. They benched him for <laughs> Quincy Williams, Quinn's brother. So, yes, I don't think he'll be back. But, Brian, do you know how friggin' depressing this is? Listening, some <laughs> free agent list, Jason. <laughs> I mean, these are the free agents they've they've got. Like, I mean, uh, Tevin Coleman. Cosi's probably their best free agent. Yeah, you know, he Who? Fat, fully Fatakasi, Lorenzo Fatakasi. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Okay, He's a good it. defensive lineman. Now the question with him is, how many defensive linemen do you want to pay, right? Because they paid Franklin Myers already. They're going to have to play Quinnen, probably not this year, but next year. And then do you do you pay Fatakasi money? You have a lot of money tied up in your defensive line if you do that. Um, and you know, obviously they have Carl Lawson as well. But that's <laughs> what that's what Salah basically <laughs> rode to glory. With the Niners, right? The uh, defensive line. Yep. They had like, I think six, they were six deep on the defensive line, right? Yes. Yeah. So he might be pushing for it. I think it's a question of Douglas. Do you, how much, what percentage of your salary cap do you want tied up on defensive linemen? Um, you know, that'll be the question for them. But Fatakasi is a good player. He's been good for them. And he's a locker room leader. So I think that'll be a tough decision for them. Um, so in the draft, right? I, I have a mock draft coming out for Fox Sports tomorrow. Um, I submitted it last week, and I basically had the Jets going with two defensive line, uh, two defensive players. Sorry, Stingley, the cornerback, who everybody's going to have to the Jets, and a little selfishly, perhaps I had Thibodeau falling to four uh, for the Jets. Uh, is two defensive guys at the outset a bit much, or do they? I mean, I, I thought with Becton coming back, they wouldn't draft a lineman that high. Um, and I don't think you take a wide receiver in the, in the top 10 unless it's like a Jamar Chase type guy. Um, you, you're thinking defense in the draft as well? I mean, look, look, last year they went four offensive players with the first four picks. Right. In the first round, one, the second one, the fourth. So they, they, they basically kind of pushed the defense off until 2022. So they, I think they have to address it hard in the draft and free agency. And, yeah, I, that makes sense to me. I think edge rusher and corner are their two biggest needs. Even with Carl Lawson coming back, you need more than one. Um, so I think the, I think that's that definitely makes sense. Stingley is interesting. He's had injuries at LSU. He, does that scare? Yeah, them the off? foot. Yeah, does that scare them off a little bit? Um, you know, I'm not sure, but he's everyone says he's the most talented corner in the draft. But you remember D. Milner? Were you there for the Jets yeah. taking the Alabama cornerback? Uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, D. Milner was can't miss. But remember, D. Milner had a ton of injuries at Alabama. 
he had a ton of injuries and you can never like here's the amazing thing about d milner case if you want to really stroll down that horrible avenue of i don't but go right? for it he never got another chance with another team like that is like you like you look around the league at like guys who they got drafted in the first round and didn't work out for the team they always get a second chance somewhere vernon golston went to training camp with the bears you know he was the all-time jets butt d milner was never signed by another team once the jets cut wow and it's just amazing because they they always, it, they always get a is, chance if you're a first round pick. Is there a story there? He played twenty. He was the ninth overall pick, and he played twenty one oh. games in his NFL. What is there a story? He had injuries. He had a lot of injuries. He he couldn't stay on the field. Uh, you know he he was a little bit of an immature kid, but he wasn't. You know, no, by no means was he like a gang member or anything like that. It was, but it just I, I'm not sure why he just couldn't. He never. Got, I I think he got like one tryout, and that was it that I remember. Um, but just amazing to me because there's been a lot of guys that come through the Jets who don't pan out. Obviously, they always get a second. They always go to a second team. You know, Quentin Copels went to Miami. Uh, Calvin Pryor That's went to right. Cleveland, and then Jacksonville. Darren. But those are all those are all past rushers. Well, Darren you know? Lee's a linebacker. He bounced around. Oh, you know, right. he went to Kansas City. He went to Buffalo. He's he's he was on practice squads this year. I think like it's rare if you get drafted in the first round to just get kicked out of the league after one. You know what? You you should do a uh, like turn back the clock. D Milner, try to find him. I wonder what that guy's up to. Is he pumping gas in Alabama? Maybe I'll try to find him. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would definitely read that story. Um, so Brian, I'm curious. You know, you said you've covered the Jets for about a decade now. Um, I don't know. Do, are you the kind of guy to go to the the bosses at your at the new at the New York Post and say, guys, uh, you know, I've had enough Jets. Can I can I go somewhere? Can I cover something else? I haven't. Um... Like, you know, there's times where I'm tempted to, you know, the end of every season, I'm kind of like, oh my God, can I do this again? Because it, uh, the funny thing, Jason, is that a lot of people have said to me, like, oh, you like that they lose. Like, it's good. You know, like they, the beat writers like that they lose. And like, at one point it was interesting when they lost because they, they, they were supposed to be good early, you know, like it was Sanchez and, and they weren't, it was interesting back then. It's not interesting anymore that they lose. Right. Like it would help me. My, it would help me greatly if they won games <laughs> because there'd be more interest. You know, all I want is people to read my stuff. And like, it's hard to right now to come up with compelling content on the Jets. Yeah. And I, I wanted to ask you, we can wrap up on this. And th- and this is an interesting one because, and I don't want to give this guy too much shine. Joe Rogan obviously has a good podcast popular, but he often talks about how the media skews negative, which is not a novel concept. Yeah. But in the current era, if you're writing about something and nobody's clicking on your stories, maybe they find somebody else to write about that topic and make it more interesting. So I don't know, as a, a you're a longtime journalist, dude, how do you handle that? Because you know, the standard operating procedure story on the jets ain't going to click. Nobody cares about them, but if it's negative as shit and Oh my gosh, Zach Wilson is a train wreck. Well, that's going to drive clicks and get pick up and pro football talks going to link you up and all that stuff. How, how do you navigate that? I can't think like that, Jason. I think it's poison if you start thinking like that. And I, I go back to how I thought about it when you met me at the daily news record, I wanted to write interesting stories at the daily news record. I wasn't thinking about clicks. Those didn't exist back then. Yeah, no, it was right. a paper, but you just, you still wanted to write stuff that was interesting that people wanted to read. And that's my motivation always is like, what's an interesting story that people want to read. Not necessarily, oh, my God, i got to get 200,000 clicks. Because, you know, you I have access to the New York Post's numbers on stories. Like, I can see what mm-hmm. stories click. Yeah, like, 
you know, it, the stories that click are kind of depressing because it's, it's like, you know, someone posted something on Instagram, oh, you know, someone's girlfriend posted on Instagram and that blows up. And like, I know we have a story today off of uh, the Tom Brady series about Giselle talking about when she, she made the comment after the Super Bowl that Tommy, oh, can't catch, Tommy can't catch all the passes, can't throw and catch the ball. We have, that story will do unbelievable traffic today, Jason. They just, you know, that's like that gossipy kind of stuff is what clicks. So, you know, yeah. that's not me, but like I just try to write the interesting stuff and, um, you know, try to follow my own moral compass and not, not veer off. And I, I don't really ever think like, oh, my gosh, I got to write this because it's going to click, you know. And, you know, you and I both know people who have gone down that road. Yeah. And it usually doesn't end well. No, no, because you lose you lose yourself. Like it's poison. Like it's like it's like it's tough with social media and all that stuff. Um, you can't let it seep in you too much. Like I, I really, I have my like replies turned off except for people I follow. Really? Like, yeah, to see them on my phone, I could seek them out if I wanted to. Like I could. Okay. But like popping up on my phone, that does not happen. Yeah. I will say, Brian, I've noticed in the last like month, I feel like the Jets tribe, I follow a lot of the beat writers. It just feels like they're negative on social media. Um, and again, Zach Wilson has not been great, obviously. But it, 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 I don't want to say that they're jumping over each other to be negative, but it just feels like that's the stuff that gets amplified on Twitter, which again, it sucks. Social media, Facebook, all this crap stinks. But that, that's kind of where we are, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's, it's tough. So, but you can, I, I find like it's poison for my brain, you know, if I read all that stuff. So, and it puts me in a bad mood. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, there was one point where I'm like, I'm getting pissed off and like being a jerk to my family because this guy with 32 followers said I suck, you know? And like, <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong with me? Like, just don't listen to him, you know? So I just yeah. found it's better off just not to look at it. That happens to me sometimes if I have a bad gambling loss. But I will uh, wrap up there, uh, Brian. Brian Costello, New York Post. Good stuff. Listen, Brian, I've always respected you and uh, like your work, obviously. And, uh, you know, please stay on the Jets beat because you are level-headed. And we don't need some uh, negative Nancy jumping in there and killing my Jets. All right, Jason. Thanks for having me. Yeah, have a great holiday, buddy. All right, man. You too. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Hey, it's Kevin Hart. In this basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back all my game tickets. Plus, tickets for 23 of my biggest fans to cheer me on while I enjoy the game. Find your seat. I appreciate the support, people. Eat that pretzel. This will never get old. Use more napkins. Okay, this is starting to get old. Say the tag one. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 
You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.